passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. They did a, a reasonably good job of saying, but we, we own this as a team and we're going to have to figure it out as a team. I just, I think the problem coming into game seven is that the fix in that game essentially was you play Niang that opens up the floor and they can no longer do this double big thing. Mm-hmm. The odds of George and Yang holding up against Jason Tatum on an Island in a road game seven or any of these other guys are so low. And so I, I just think doc and the whole team are going to be painted in a corner of either PJ or Melton make shots, or I think they're in big trouble. That's And that's one of the things actually, I kind of wanted to ask you too, from being there of, we know the attitude kind of after game six is somber, but what is the attitude going into game seven? I know you brought up the, the record of road teams in a game seven. It doesn't look good, but I'm watching, you know, Maxi in his post game. And I know that's kind of just on brand for Tyrese Maxi to be the, you know, glass half full. I'm always smiling, positive guy. But a lot of people have a, a you know, a bad attitude going into game seven. And he's talking about like, there's no other, you know, group of guys. There's no other team i'd rather go into a game seven with so mm-hmm. is there any kind of optimism around the team going into boston of saying like i know it looks bad but we can do this we can win this game yeah i will say i don't know that tyrese's demeanor matched his his words because <laughs> that's that's some of the most dejected i've seen him oh, he's wow. kind of just like sighing and, and things like that when he sits down at the podium now again he did go on to say that Joel said, you know, game seven, that's fun. That's like an awesome thing. And the message was pretty consistent that these guys are not phased, but the message doesn't really matter, right? Like 
we're going to see whether these guys are ready for game seven. And this is why I've said to Elliot several times over the last, you know, three to five days or so, when, when he asked me, well, what do you take from this game going into the next one? The answer is basically nothing. Like every single game is its own entity. Mm. The, the change of the lineup, bringing Robert Williams in, that changed the whole complexion of the, the series, essentially, and, and the, the matchup and, and what happens. And Boston, in a spot where they were the more desperate team, came out with more desperate energy. And so now in Game 7, in theory, both teams are going to come out. And it's why Game 7s are always normally slugfest, because both teams want to throw a haymaker early and be like, we hit first and get out mm. to that early lead. Then the other team's chasing the game. And that doesn't tend to happen. It's normally like guys are forcing up shots and it takes about a half a quarter, maybe a full quarter for people to settle in. And as much as we'd like to think that this is a, a star driven type of moment, a lot of times it comes down to whose role players are hitting shots. Like Boston in this same spot last season, after they battled back, they got a huge star effort from Jason Tatum game six against Milwaukee, they came back home and it was like the Grant Williams show Mm -hmm. in game seven in Boston. And that's what it might take. It might take like six made threes from George Niang or the Anthony Melton having a huge game off the bench. You you really never know. You would like to think it's just, hey, Joel Embiid hits them with a sledgehammer or Harden scores 45 points again and is, you know, the hero of the series wins them three games, but I I just, I don't see that. I don't think that's how this is going to play out. I don't think that's how the style of the series has gone to this point. Dude, I would be stunned if they win game seven. I'm just being honest. Like aren't road teams, aren't road teams up in this series though. They are in this series. I agree. And look, I will, I guess I'll try to believe in them again. I just, I think about last night and it felt like their final shot it felt like the final the final effort of piece of effort that they had it just did like we know that these guys are emotional guys we know what joel is like we know what harden is like the fact that you're saying maxi is like maybe the most dejected you've ever seen him last That's night awesome. i mean the po- like the i mean again james you can speak to it too but like post game i'm listening to wip and it's like the season's over it's like there's not even a game 7 and I think so often about this quote from James Harden that you said, Kyle, like, I know, I know that when you win, it feels like you'll never lose again. And when you lose, it feels like you never win. Yesterday I was battling with my friends that I thought if they won last night, they were going to sweep their way to the finals. Right. So I know that it is an emotional roller coaster of a thing. It's just, when I hear you say, and it's true, like, well, maybe it'll take six threes from Niang, or it's going to take a a D'Anthony Melton game or something like that. I don't know. I just, I don't see it. I, I think that Embiid could maybe play great and maybe they'll keep it close, but. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I just, I feel like last night was such a death blow. I can't imagine them coming back and winning. I just, I, I can't envision it. Yeah, I would not bet on them in this game, but that's more about the historical trends and just the difficulty of winning a game seven on the road. To James's point, it's been a road team series. And that's what makes all this hurt so much worse. Like mm. you win two games on the road in Boston which is such a house of horrors for this team. If you just have a normal series at home, you are already in the conference finals. You win two out of three at home. You're skating into a matchup with either Miami or New York. And we're all sitting here saying they are probably the NBA finals favorite at this point. And now it's just, this is why you fight for home court advantage in the regular season. It's, if well, it's me, valuable in this exact spot. Yeah. Let I, me ask. I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jim. I was just, I was going to say there's there's always opportunities to continue to prove why you were given the MVP trophy. And yeah. I think this is just another opportunity for Embiid to prove why he was given the MVP. Like whether it's you know whether we're fortunate for him or not, whether he wanted to do it in this way or not. But you know there's there's always opportunities to say like this is why you know, he was voted above everyone in a landslide to get the NBA MVP because we can expect and hope that he goes into Boston in a game seven, puts this team on his back, gives us a 35 to 40 point dominant performance and, you know, puts us in the conference finals. I don't think that's too much to ask. No. Well, I do think asking him to win game seven is asking a lot, but to your point, like great players do things like that. And maybe this will be Joel's moment. Like they're not dead yet. It feels like they are, but they, they are not dead. The one Last question I had for Kyle, and then I have a rant I would like to do. But the one last question I have for Kyle, the one tangible thing I can hold on to as hope is that they do get two days of rest. Like, they haven't gotten it all series. We know Harden's better with rest. In theory, it's only going to help Embiid. How much of a factor do you think that can be to, to hold on to for hope? I, I mean, a little bit, but... I was hoping for more there. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, look, the shortest rest game of the series was James Harden's best game, arguably, yeah. right? Um, I mean, maybe you could say, I'll say this about Joel and the extra rest. There's a moment during the third quarter where it was close and I leaned over to Rich Hoffman and I said, they better hope they win this in regulation because Joel's not going to give them anything in overtime. Mm -hmm. And I thought you could see that he just did not have, you know, the same level of conditioning that he had at the end of the regular season that he's as much as we were like, yeah, he's working his way up. He's building himself up, but having to play these repeated 40 minute performances over and over again, I like, I don't see him being able to carry them for that long. He can give you, you know, three quarters of elite, maybe three and a half quarters of elite play. And then like, as much as he didn't get the touches, I wouldn't have had confidence that he's going to be able to carry them down the stretch. So maybe that extra day makes a difference. Maybe it makes a difference for James, but like nobody actually knows. Like, did we see a lot of stuff last night that was 
conditioning based? I don't think so. I thought there were more mental errors. There are issues with, you know, lineup configurations and so on and so forth. So we, if you want to be an optimist, sure. But I don't see that as like the magic bullet by any means. Well, and this is another issue with your best player being a center and weighing as much as he does and being as big as he is. Like he's the conditioning. And to your point, I don't think it was a ton of conditioning last night, but when your player is this big, like it just is hard and this deep into the season, this deep into a series, that deep into a game to, to have, you know, to feel like you're really give to feel like you're able to give it your all. So, so we will have a game seven on Sunday. Now, um, do we want to make official predictions? Anybody else have any final thoughts on this one before we, uh, before we wrap it up? Two best I'm, taking the, I'm taking the home team. So yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Fuck it. I'll pick the Sixers. Who cares? Right. I, I mean, no one's got to be team optimism, man. Be be sure. All right. Let me close it with this. And this is going to sound random, but I, I've been thinking about it all morning. I am so done with I just want to rock by little Uzi Vert. Like, get nah, this I can't, can't agree. Get, get can't agree. Can't agree. Terrible can't take. Can't get on it. Can't get on it. Full, fully away from Philly sports. It is not a good hype song, number one. It is associated with losing, all right? The Eagles played it before their Super Bowl. They lost. The Sixers have it number one on their pregame playlist. They lost game three. They lost last night. Like, it's not a good hype song. Like, Dreams and Nightmares intro. That has a definitive, like, okay, it's time to get hype moment when the beat drops, right? Just want to, or Dancing on My Own by the Phillies, right? Great sing-along song. This is not a good. Not going to agree song. with you on that it one. It is not a good hype song. There's all he does is like whisper all the time. Like just. I mean, Elliot, if you can't do the dance, just say that. That's what. Oh, I'm of course, I mean, look, I can <laughs> do the dance if I have enough. Old let me tell you. Let me let me tell you. Here's what I'll agree to get you going and get you hype ready for the game. No, that's not all. Yes, yes that's my point. When the vibes are good, when it's a timeout, Sixers went on a 12-2 run to go up three. And you throw that on at any function, wherever you're going, it it really just takes vibes through the roof, man. I can't Dude, get on it. I I could I if I never hear that song again, I will be fine with it. I think it's like they need a don't, new don't song. Don't take a ride with me. Don't don't do that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Here's my contribution. They played it at the wrong time last night. They played it last night immediately after Jason Tatum hit the one big three to push the leads. I believe it was. Yeah, you got to have some feel with it. And it's like, bro, this is not the time. I don't care if you have to play some cliche, like. Play the Rocky theme song. And I don't even like it, but play something other than that. Or play like that, the scene from Network where it's like, you got to open up the windows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The shit they used to play in the 90s when I was a little kid. Like, whatever you have to do, that was not the time to play. Little Uzi I'm that. telling you. We're going to get Elliot a tutorial. He's going to like it by the summer. Sports aside, fine song, whatever. That song is the song of losing in Philly sports. And the sooner we move on from it, the better chance. Like, they better not play it in the locker room pregame game. I mean, the, the Phillies played Dancer on my own through the whole playoffs, and we lost in the World Series. Yeah, but that was a memorable, fun playoff run. Like, everyone remembers that fondly. Nobody remembers the Super Bowl fun, besides me, because I still think the season's a success. But whatever. Like, no one remembers the Boston game fondly, right? People remember Dancing on My Own fondly. There is no good memory. I don't. I was sick of hearing that well, it's a better song. Well, then, well, okay, well, there you go. You guys are on the, the same side of opposite songs. Same yeah, so it's a perfect way to end it. So, all right. Game 7 Sunday. Uh, we will have a post-game pod. God, I hope they win.